nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comforted, comments. You got any further Lovecraft? Yeah, I'm almost done with it. I got two more episodes. Um, where you at right now? I just got to the part where... Um, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, they go through, like, the rift and Auntie Hippa... Hippolyta. Hippolyta, thank you. It's going through all these different, like, worlds and experiences. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> That's Egg's favorite... <laughs> Episode. That's Edgar's favorite. Yo, that's, yeah, that's his favorite, favorite episode. episode. Why? Because it's like Cause it's just like it's yeah. real out there and it's like real crazy. artsy, artistic, yeah, like, yeah. yeah ambitious, um, yeah, uh, it, abstract. Makes you think. It was weird. Me, Marissa mentioned like she didn't really like it, but I think it's because like we haven't gotten a lot about that character, so like it was kind of like her episode kind of thing. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of rolling with Marissa on this one. I was like, oh, yeah, right. I wasn't a huge fan. Do I but need like, an hour? Do I need a whole episode of this? Yeah, her, yeah they could have exactly. done that in like 30 minutes. But but we get to find out that she's like, she's an added factor to the whole show. You know what I mean? Like her right. qualities and things that she can do. But yeah, them going through these different time zones and shit. I'm like, yo, you can miss me yeah, with that. Was, it was really confusing. Like every every episode, I'm like it's like it takes me 20 minutes to figure out like what they're actually doing because it's like there's just some wild shit that be going on but yeah it's i i like i actually wrote down something because at the end i want us to do like a review for it but because you mentioned at the very beginning d like when you recommended to or when you guys all recommended to watch it was just like the the portrayal of race and like when um, she's at when she's in the the part where she's like a dancer for mm-hmm. um, that group and she's talking with like the other dancer and just like opening up about like her her feelings towards white people like and I like I've noticed that that's just become a theme where like characters reflect on being black but also how white people around them makes them feel and it's mm-hmm. like you start to see these similarities in characters like opening up about this and talking about like their their hatred or their jealousy or their envious or their interest like you know um with like ruby going in spoiler again with ruby you know transforming into a white person to go to you know work at that shop to get an experience for what that's like and then realizing oh this is this is different and you know like i i feel like that that's something that's really stood out to me whether that's a theme they intended to do or not that's really stood out to me is how black people perceive white people at this time and then once these people have gotten a chance to either really get to know a white person or actually become one how their their views change and then them being able to kind of let that go and, and move forward um so i'm curious to see how that continues to be portrayed in these last few episodes but uh you're smirking d am i onto something here am i onto something maybe nah, just the next episode um that's oh, a good one it's a good one and I just like how they they insert like that what you're just talking about. That's a real. She was a real um, like burlesque dancer in France, who uh, yeah, Hippolyta was talking with. Like oh, they okay. insert these historical figures. Mm, um, like there's these little Easter eggs throughout the show where like historical figures, historical black figures. Like there's one. It's it's not really a spoiler, but there's one time where they're driving on the road and there's a, a black woman on a motorcycle who drives by and she waves to them. Yeah, and like that—that's yeah, a—that's that? a black like she, something about first black woman to do something with motorcycle. Like they—they they stick in these different Easter eggs and different historical figures, 
and even more so in the coming, where it's gonna make you go back and be like, oh, that's who that was. Mm. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta watch that. I'm here. Hey, you gotta watch Watchmen. Yeah, watch Watchmen. So I used to be like, gotta watch that. Watchmen. Uh, yeah. Series. Yeah, TV show. Yeah. Okay. Regina Regina King. Oh, is it something different? It's thirty years later. Oh, okay. Uh, but but from the comic, not from the TV show. So the comic, the TV. Show, I mean, uh, from the comic, not the movie, not the Zack Snyder movie. Got okay, got you, got you. Yeah. Uh, when did that come out? Is that just recently? That came out last year. Hmm. So it's already on. It's already on HBO. It's on HBO. Did y'all hear that Marvel is going to be uh, how they're revealing all their movies? They did. They just revealed um, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki. Hmm. Uh, but they, they got like a lot more content coming out. Yeah, huh? aren't they doing the rest of them soon too? They're revealing like a yeah. whole bunch of them right now. Yeah, the next um, it's all gonna go to Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. Disney got that bread. Is that is that subscription uh, price gonna raise at all? Mm-mm. You don't think I so? I got the I got the bundle, so I'm not worried. It's already expensive. Yeah, it was already like fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. Wait, you just you just have Disney Plus? Uh, Disney Plus. No, I got the bundle, but I have Verizon, so it comes with it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I got the whole bundle, the Hulu, Disney Plus, and HBO. Um, HBO. I mean, not HBO. Um, ESPN. Did y'all see um the Dave Chappelle thing I sent y'all? Talking about um how HBO's one of the points he makes in it is that he once pitched the Chappelle show to HBO. And they had, he said they didn't just say no to him, which would have been fine, but they said like, "Yo, why do we need you?" And then now, all these years later, now they're streaming his show um, on HBO Max, and their streaming service is failing. Um, <laughs> and so, and he's not making money off like, of it. Huh? I said, he, and I said, and he's not making money from it because of the contract. Yeah, that he's he not making any money for. off of it. Off of the Chappelle show being uh, syndicated on these different platforms on HBO Max and on Netflix, but um, because of his relationship with Netflix, Netflix took it down because um, he has that Netflix deal over there. And Netflix, Netflix just said um, if it felt wrong. They didn't want to keep Dave happy. They want to keep that partnership happy, so they took it down just off the strength. He said, and that's really why I fuck to. with Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> But it was a very interesting conversation about um, just the entertainment business, um, about his journey, and um, again, morals and ethics, I think. It wasn't even like, it's not even like he's telling jokes anymore. It's like he's just a storyteller now. I feel like it kind of confirms what a lot of people's like beliefs are about um, the entertainment business. Yeah, I thought he also said something. He was like, Man, I forget verbatim what he said, but he was talking about like, like how the me, pe- the people who are getting a part of the Me Too business, like that's just part of how they're fucking people over. Like it's like they're Me Tooing people, which is ha- like terrible, but they're also like genuinely just fucking people over. Mm. Like oh, yeah. so, like, like he's saying it's a nasty business altogether, and like that was just exposing part of it. Like there's more to expose. Like obviously that's a terrible part of it, but. Like, like a, whole against the Me Too system. people, or? Uh, no, 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 like, he's saying, I don't know, I'm not saying it, I'm not putting it properly. I'll have to watch it, but. 
uh, not against them. Like he's just saying that they exposed was just part of a, oh, a small like a, part a, of the issue. A small right? part of the gotcha, yeah gotcha. of what's okay. wrong with the industry. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to think with how many of those reports have come out. Like that can't be the only issue, you know, yeah. in that industry. Yeah. So I, I could definitely believe that. And, and he's talking about how, and which is what some people say a lot. People said it about Meg Thee Stallion or um, about like Lil Yachty and stuff. When they come out, like, oh, we got these bad contracts. People are like, oh, get a lawyer. And what he pointed out was like, yo, all these people are like, what What if all these people, and he, he posed it as what if, because it's true. It's like the entertainment lawyers or the lawyers that you get from the labels are in cahoots with the lawyers that you, you're also working with because they all have to work together. So their main goal is not your goal. Their main goal is to make money. And so the person that, that you get sense. referred to by the label to be a lawyer actually is down Wait, with that label. Working so for the, them, yeah. the label will offer you a lawyer to get yeah. your contract? Well, yeah. that's what happened with the Migos and quality control. They were having that's some really issues. how they do it? They were yeah. having some issues and quality control was like, yo, we can refer you guys to this lawyer, but they don't know that they're working with quality control. That's not so a it's just like the interest or, like it's or it's in your contract that you your, can yeah. use these lawyers. Right. Right. That that that's so, instantly that's the first thing I think of is a conflict, conflict of interest. interest. Like yeah. you know, with some of these that? contracts, bro, some of the top like agents and like lawyers are like looking through these things are like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like none yeah. of this yeah, makes sense. just sign it because people will just sign it because yo, I need the bread right now, but like not knowing that this shit will lock you in for some for some people the rest of your life. And you can put shit yeah. out there and it's like, yo, we own your creativity. <laughs> like, look at Dre. Out there. Look at Dre. For the longest time, Dre didn't own the chronic. Like I think he just recently got it. Because he, from... he did that to get off of Shug's label, right? He's like, yo, you can exactly. keep all that. Exactly. And the same thing happened with Tupac. He did his last album, um, uh, All Eyes on Me, was a double album just because he had a three-album contract with um, who his last record label was, just to get off the label. Yo, I just read did, something uh, somewhere that Lil Wayne sold his masters to uh, Universal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to go to I also heard Lil Wayne just pleaded guilty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is he supposed to be doing like 20 years or something like that? Something bro, crazy. The max, the max is pretty going oh, back pretty to the thing, bro. Damn. How old is Wayne now? Shit, old I enough. Say late 30s. Late late 30s, really? I was insane. It's for I guess he started really. Dude, he's been rapping since like 1999, 1995. Since he was a kid, right? A teenager? Yeah. That's wild. That is crazy. Didn't um didn't Drake do something like that? He he put out albums to get off the, the Wayne's thirty eight. Wayne's thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah, Drake Drake is the tour has had notoriously bad contracts. He's just so good at making music that. Right. Okay. Like, I think and like Frank did that too with his last album. Um, I feel like so many are we like we're seeing so many artists do that now, and we're hearing like the stories behind it as it. Oh. Prince, Michael Jackson. That's why some people think it's a conspiracy theory with him yeah. and Prince. Yeah, that they they the music industry killed them. And when Michael Jackson went and went and bought the uh, Beatles catalog, they were like, "Oh yeah, we definitely got to off this nigga." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that too much. For, yeah, that catalog for years. There's too much money. Like <laughs> too much money in that. 
Yeah, they could have put him on Apple Music as soon as Michael. Jo- as soon as he died, next thing you know, the Beatles are on Apple Music. Mm. I wonder if that was like in a his estate. They were like, "Yeah, you guys can have this, but you know, we get a nice little kickback." Well, sure, because I, I think he was in debt. That's why Probably. I think that's why he did that tour. Because you know, if he did he was that doing tour, that last concert, that last concert, it would have took him out of yeah, the world tour. This shit really is scary, though. Like it's crazy to think just like how much power there is in, like the and how few people hold how it's so consolidated. It's so right. it's crazy. Only so that, few people like, hold the power. That's the like that's literally the world though. In every yo. industry, it's so few people that hold the power for everything. Bro, it's, it's crazy to think that like some of your your top artists or whoever, like in their profession, somebody is cutting them checks. Yeah. And then there's somebody behind them cutting them their checks. You know what I'm saying? At, that's the crazy piece. Like, yeah, look at LeBron. There's people that Diddy and Jay-Z work for. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, how many Everybody. people are actually, like, the, the makers of their money? Like, how many people are cutting checks for everybody else? Very, very few. Right. Dr. Dre, same We're thing. not going to know their names. Those people, that's, like, Illuminati level. I mean, it like it just feeds into that idea of Illuminati and conspiracy, and these are like it, it, it does when you really start to learn about it. Like, there's definitely a cabal. I think so. Like, <laughs> that shit's scary. That's <laughs> nah, all right. They gotta make decisions that I don't gotta worry about. Like, they gotta decide for the greater good. Yeah, exactly, yo. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. need that pressure. People don't want freedom; they want order. Mm. It's it's crazy because people like the main stories you hear about are like, um, you know, like um, Jeff Bezos, um, Bill Gates. Somebody like, cutting him checks. Well, no, but like you think about like you think of Amazon, you think of like Google, you think that's of, all new money. But well, no, but what I'm saying is you think about those people as like the people that really control um industries and things but there's so many more on top of that that you have no idea right maybe like you said uh shit maybe even control them or have a huge impact in other areas but like those are the three that you hear about i want people to be more i want to learn more about everybody else that's being controlled or influenced or everything else that but they they don't want that though they're sworn into like sworn into secrecy (laughs) them dudes them dudes are dangerous the techies are dangerous I think the tech, the people who run the tech world are the ones who um, are the closest to mucking everything up for I see that. for people. That's why I said they got new money, but they have so much of it, like they have to be paid attention to. Whereas the people who have old money, like people who first, the families that like first established America and stuff, like even the families that are coming from like Dutch who are uh, royal duchess in like England, like people who have old yeah. old money. Yeah, like that just been running the world, but now with tech, like you can sell information, you can sell people's information, and you can you just have all this access to. Um, that's why Zuckerberg's Zuckerberg's getting caught up in that. And you, yeah, and you can produce and create narratives, and you can force people to buy, consume, and make people believe that this is what they should buy and not buy. So that's a lot of power, and that's why I think that the techies are they're always being called into a uh, court, uh, Congress. You know, they're always having to testify and they're always having to tell the government, no, we're not going to give you our data. Yeah, well, and then it gets into like, which I don't want to get into, but then it gets into like a political argument of, of you know, is it 
is it all right to be able to go on Twitter and say whatever you want or should there be some kind of limitations or discretion about what you can say? And then obviously like you hear probably the most about Zuckerberg and just like what's allowed to be said on Facebook versus what's allowed to be said on Twitter or other things. Mm-hmm. But like, like you said, D, there's so much power in those companies that like you, they're constantly dealing with litigation and court hearings and issues about what is allowed and what or what is or isn't allowed and what should or shouldn't be allowed. And, and by the nature of technology, um, we it's evolving and it gets, we find different uses for it like every second. Like mm-hmm. first Facebook was just supposed to be for college people. Right. Right. And, and now it's like basically a marketplace is selling you stuff. Mm-hmm. And like Twitter uh, used to just be like, get your, get your thought off. And now it's like people are really using it as a news source. Yeah. sharing information and able to organize and protest and rally and all that stuff and it's then like you got facebook that's buying up other social media platforms too which is like yeah. that's the scary piece and so Yo, look like, at Instagram think, think they, when they when they first set out to build these or at least i hope when they first set out to build these like different um social media sites like i, I believe that they were just like oh we're building social media sites and then once the money got involved then they realize, oh snap! Like this can, this actually could ruin us. But it's too big. It's too big of a fucking machine now to stop it. Yeah, look at yeah, look no. at what's it called now? Like Instagram now. They changed their whole interface now. You know, how, like used to. Mm-hmm. Now there's like a specific tab for like purchases and stuff. Like I can go on on Instagram right now and look at shit if I wanted buy to buy stuff, it now. Yeah, and they've added the messenger feature to everything. Yeah. 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 Like I'm pretty sure Instagram started as oh we just you know post your photos here now it's like oh you know you can buy shit on our website now they got ownership of WhatsApp you know all my Dominican people be using that to communicate back to you know people in the DR and stuff so it's branching out to other countries and shit is crazy bro yeah globalization industrialization. I think mute the music industry with that is what is like really interesting to me like I. Uh, the technology is really crazy and then obviously like the I guess you want to say the business side like the Amazons and the Apples and and all that is interesting but like the music side I feel like isn't talked about as much and I feel like there's a lot of like like again you think about like who's paying Jay-Z who's paying you know Dre who's paying Drake like you think about all those and you don't really hear about those people you wouldn't recognize people on the street you know you might recognize Bill Gates you might recognize Jeff Bezos but like Again, who's on top of them? Who's above them? Yeah, I feel like the music industry is just a dirty game because you look at it and like everybody's an A&R. Everybody's making money off of, you know, the next man. And people are coming out with music groups to, you know, speed up getting out of their contract to, to eat off the next upcoming artist. You know what I'm saying? To sign that person. Like, I think it's just one big pyramid scheme. Yeah. Yeah, it's something wild. I've learned about uh, K-pop groups. You got you guys learned about them? Followed them at all? My sister loves BTS. BTS, um, bro. Yeah. That K-pop group. K-pop is is wild. That's like a whole nother discussion. But like that's literally Korean. They like way. they like Backstreet Boys and Sync. Yeah. Were for us, but bigger. Like, well, but they, I know like, nothing about literally, them. Really, they literally train yeah. young children to become K to be in these K-pop groups from a young age. They train them to sing. They're like, like academy boy band, girl band groups. Yeah, yeah. 
and they like the and the country will literally pick kids out and put them in camps and programs and um in schools to learn these different skills and these k-pop groups are the members are picked for very specific reasons like there'll be a member that is really good at dancing really good at singing that can translate um korean or japanese or english like each member has a specific role in these k-pop groups and it's like in in the country controls so much of what they do that it's the way of the it's the it's the country's way of making money um because they can go on these world tours and make so much money and bring it back to korea um like i was i was watching something on it and it's just that shit's crazy like it was it was mind-blowing to learn about that stuff sound like uh the disney playhouse or the mickey mouse mickey mouse house or whatever growing up club yeah you got, you know, I don't, think be another, I don't think there'll ever be another class never be, like that, another yeah, talented won't. group like that. But you got, you know, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Reynolds, Spears. No, Ryan Spears. Gosling, not Reynolds. Uh, Gosling, sorry. Britney Spears and people like that. I think Christina Aguilera was on that too. Yeah. Aguilera that's like was. the original, that's like original, um, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name Wait, for like, singles in it too? Um, Chase. JC? Right, JC Shazé, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Some wild stuff. Yeah, did y'all see? Um, speaking of wild stuff, did y'all see the kid from uh, University of Florida collapse during the game? I heard about it. Really? Yeah, he's um. So I guess uh, the game was going on. He catches alley oop dunk. They go to the timeout, you know, because uh, other team called the timeout. And when they're coming out of the timeout, he collapses right on the floor, drops. And they they said he's in the hospital right now. And they said critical condition, but he's stable. So they said, uh, I read an article this morning that said he's still in that state right now. So yeah. prayers up for him. But that was crazy. So he just dropped, collapsed in the floor. Cause they said, obviously, the, you don't really know what's going on right now. But they're saying, obviously, because he had, uh, I guess he had COVID maybe a month or so ago. And they're thinking that might be one of the post effects of, of um, you know, having COVID and stuff. Mm. But obviously, you know, there's no way of telling that without more tests and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously the first thing is, you know, his safety and making sure he's all set before they even start thinking about, you know, speculating what possibly happened to him and stuff. I don't know how much time we got left, but D, I feel like, uh we should have that conversation even next week about what you were saying with uh, Michael Beasley. Yeah. Did y'all, did y'all, like, I took that reference. I mean, I heard what he said and I took it in one way, but did y'all feel like you understood what he was saying? With, like talking about bear, being a bear, fighting a bear. Did y'all see that in the clip? I actually did not actually get to watch that clip. Yeah. But he was basically talking about, uh, again, what I what I took from it is that he was talking about like he'll do, he can do things that other players can do on the court, right? But if he's doing them better than other players, other players are going to be kind of like babied or more supported, and he's going to be looked down upon um, because of who he is or because of the the kind of name that people have created for him. And he's talked about like there's no way for him to win because if he you know, succeeds and beats the bear, people feel bad about the bear. But if he gets beat by the bear, then it's like, well, you're stupid for fighting a bear. And I feel like he was making that comparison in the league where if he's, you know, 
playing better than these other players, these younger players or older players, you know, people still look down upon him or don't uh, want him on the team or whatever because of the past or whatever it is. But if they beat him, if they're playing better than him, then it's like, oh, yeah, he, he's washed. He can't do it anymore. And, you know, him and Shump were talking about it. I just feel like it speaks to, like, the – I feel like he spoke to the idea of the fact that, like, there is some – like marketability is, is a huge piece, right? Like if there's a, a public like view, a public opinion of you, that's going to affect your ability to get a contract, whether it's right or wrong. Um, it was just interesting to hear him talk about it. Cause we've like, we've watched some videos on him and heard him talk in interviews and stuff. And so I think some people know how, you know, how he likes to, to be as a person, but obviously that's not who he is. You know, we see a, a fraction of it, but I just thought it was an interesting clip. Yeah, no, that's definitely a conversation we can have because I feel like there's one spectrum of it and then there's the the other spectrum of it where people want to be people want to be that genius and they so they, they try to be out there that don't work a la Kyrie Irving. Um, uh oh Kai, yeah. you gonna you bring up Kai? Yeah, we need to have the exorcism of Kyrie Irving, bro. Damn. Damn. I mean, I feel like in Michael Beasley's situation, a lot of his doing is on himself. Now, a lot of times he got put in a horrible situation. Like, being a 19-year-old kid and going to Miami is probably not the best thing for a career, especially when it's a person like Michael Beasley. If it was somebody like, you know, I'm a bad term of being, like, another a more mature player. Like, you know, if you just stuck somebody who's, like, more of an adult in that situation – then maybe things could have been different with him. And then when he kind of started getting into a rhythm of, you know, this is who I am as a basketball player and I can, you know, take it and run with it. That's when LeBron was coming to Miami. So they were like, well, we've got to gut this team out completely to make sure we have room to get LeBron and Chris Bosh. Then he ended up going to Minnesota and obviously it was a horrible situation. But I don't think Michael Beasley ever took the accountability that it took to be a pro. And it was just kind of like his mentality was like, I'm going to be Michael Beasley regardless. And I don't know if you guys heard when Alex Caruso um, did an interview. I think it was with J.J. Reddick's podcast. He did it. Mm -hmm. He said some people go in the interview, you know, for this company, not realizing that they're going for a janitor's position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because obviously – in the NBA, obviously there's going to be some, there's going to be two guys that are going to get 20 a game. Can you find your way to be on a basketball team without having to be the main guy on this basketball team? Because you look at the NBA, if you think about, you know, like I remember um, in point guard college, me and Rashawn went to when we were younger, they were talking about the funnel. And it's like, obviously when you, you know, when you start playing basketball, everybody can play. And then it funnels to when you get to high school, right? And then it funnels a little bit more to, you know, getting to college. And then if you somehow make it all the way through that funnel to play in a professional basketball level, you've got to figure out how do I get into that funnel and stay in there? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I mature myself where it's like, you know what? You know, I'll be Jared Dudley. I'm just going to be the best possible teammate. I'm going to be in there breaking down film. I'm going to do whatever it takes just to stay on the roster. And a lot of guys never had that. Michael Beasley, since he was, you know, damn near in the eighth grade, was one of the best players in the country. Right. Kevin Durant said that he used to hate playing against Michael Beasley. Now you look at who Kevin Durant is right now. And Michael Beasley was, you know, supposed to be on that level and just never got to that level. 
So it doesn't work like that for everybody. So I understand when he's talking about, yeah, you got to beat the bear and stuff like that, where he was like, you know, you know, you even if I kick this guy's ass, it's not going to really mean anything. They're going to feel bad for the bear. But like I said, a lot of his doing is his doing. Yeah. And I'm a huge Michael Beasley fan, so don't get it twisted. I'm not knocking Michael Beasley. I'm a huge Michael Beasley fan. He's been killing in these runs they keep posting. You know? I know. Like, he's, tough. he's still bucket, you know. He's he tough. Yo, he averaged 26 and 12 at, in college. 26? One of the Kansas greatest State? one of the greatest yeah, one of the greatest freshman seasons I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> 26 and 12. Like unguardable. I mean, that's got to be hard though coming in and like, yo, I'm the man. He was drafted number 1 overall, right? 2. 2. Number 2 he rose first. Yeah, so coming into a situation like that, it's like, damn. I thought, was, I thought he was going to dominate, bro. <laughs> and he, what, how tall is he? He's like 6'8"? Six, 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, nah, they found out once he did the, the measurements, they found out he was 6'7". Oh, wow. Is he a little shorter? Yeah. Damn. 6'7". They thought he was going to be 6'10", then found out, like, when they did, you know, like, the NBA combine measurements, found out he turned out to be 6'7". Because there was talk of him being number one, then they're like, damn, he's actually six seven. Like this shit that he does against college kids is not gonna work in the NBA. Yeah, because he, he was like a power forward in college. Exactly. And he was and a tweener like, in the league. Like he couldn't find a place. Mm. I think exactly. now he can in this new league. Right the, now he yeah. was so perfect for a lot of teams. Yeah. 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 But I, I think he's found. I think he's found his market. Michael Beasley is who Michael Beasley is at this point. He's just gonna be an open run legend. <laughs> Like he's one of them dudes that like you'll see like you'll see like the Drew League like giving you know solidified NBA players buckets. You think Shumper's like, gonna get another look? I think Shumper's cool what he is right now. Shumper's cool doing interviews and stuff like that. I don't think Shumper's really too too concerned with being in the league no more. But he's he's actually a really good um, interviewer too. I was watching some of his interviews the other day. He's a he's got some knowledge on him, and he got him a ring too. And Tiana Taylor. Mm. Yeah, he's winning. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be, have to be another conversation is uh, the players and the media's portrayal of them versus, uh, I guess, how they maybe want to be portrayed, i.e., Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Along with some other players. Maybe Katie will be in that conversation too. <laughs> Yo, I got I to gotta top five for us next week if we want to. Get back in the top five conversation. Since you brought up Michael Beasley, we can go with five professional athletes that we thought coming out of, you know, either high school or college were going to be stars that just ended up being bums so, or average NBA players. Top five draft bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not even not not even so much draft bus because it'd be like somebody that like. You know, we thought was going to be like a Hall of Famer. That's just like you know a regular NBA player at this point. Barring an injury or injuries. Uh we'll leave injuries out of it because injuries you can't control. We'll talk so about. So Brandon Royal is going to be my number right there. Yeah, because I was like him or Greg Oden. I try to keep the the injured guys out there. We want to talk about guys that are, you know, fine by me. Yeah. All right, that's a good one for for all sports, right? Yeah, all sports, football, basketball. Yeah, I don't know too many. Well, I was a huge baseball. Brandon Jennings fan. 
That would be we'll interesting that. because <laughs> you know, like, that was that oh. was in my like to be honest with you. I was like, yo, Brandon Jennings. I was dude, the bro. biggest Brandon Jennings fan. <laughs> I posted He's a picture real. of my face the other day when I met him. Um, yeah. 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 Brandon Jennings. Yeah. At the Celtics oh, game. That was his rookie. That was his rookie year. After he had like he had like fifty five in 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 his. I think that was on Steph too. That dude was the truth. Lefty bucket. Damn, he dropped 55 on, on Steph, right? And now Steph's yeah. the face of Under Armour. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's funny how life works out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when he had that like little YouTube series where he was um it was like an Under Armour tour. Yeah. And he had like his five, and then he would just go around and I think he played like Sebastian Telfair. And it was like yeah, one of the best lockout mixtapes of yeah, all time. Yeah, bro, we we gotta watch. Everybody's gotta watch the road tripping with LeBron James. I watched it. Re- oh, watched RJ. It. Yeah, yeah with RJ and, and Ali Clifton. Um, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about on there with his uh his talk about you know championship. His talk about Luca. Um, he talked about Kyrie too, right? And he, yeah, and he talked about Kyrie's yeah. comments. Yeah, I saw that. I get into the Luca and Kyrie definitely. Maybe we can play for for next week. Let's do that. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched that whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna rewatch it too, just to familiarize myself with it again. Cause it was a good one. Yeah. Cause I guess Richard Jefferson have been doing that since they went in Cleveland together. Yeah, they've had they that started for a while. During, they've mm-hmm. had that since um he was with uh the Cavs. They got some funny just, ass episodes. If you guys go back and listen to some, there was one with Jordan Clarkson yeah. that's dumb funny. Yeah, I watched um, a couple of them. Uh, yeah, they've the got other? some really good ones. The one with Swaggy P and Gilbert Arenas was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who else's podcast y'all should check out? Terrell Owens. Is that He's the more than athlete podcast. Um, podcast with Brand, with uh, Brandon? I think Marshall? his. Nah, his one? is um his is like called Get Your Popcorn. Okay. So he had one, he's done one with Randy Moss. I was listening to his one with um, D'Angelo Hall last night. Mm. He's had like a few of them. So he's got, I guess, I forget who the other dude is, but it's like Terrell Owens' podcast. It's on his YouTube channel. That's dope. There's so, there's so many good pods right now with athletes. You got JJ Reddick's The Old Man Podcast. He's had some real yeah, cool good one. ones lately. Um, Terrell's, you got more than an athlete with Brandon Jennings or Brandon Marshall and um, Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like the the road tripping podcast gets a lot of NBA players on there. Up in Smoke. Um, oh, yep. yeah. Um, the Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson one. That's Knuckle a shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gilbert Arena's got one. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas, he's on like what, like uh, Fubu Sports Network now or something? Oh, yes. Yeah, he got. I saw it on YouTube recently. He got like he's got a deal now with his. Yeah, the, the No Chill, the No, no chill, chill podcast. Yeah. 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 So, so the mad, only. Mad at them. The one I don't like though is 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 um Richardson and um Darius Miles because yeah, like it seems like they're just. Yeah, knuckleheads. It seems like they're just fucking high the whole time. So they have no idea what's going on. Especially Darius Miles. Darius Miles asked one question the whole show. And it's the first question. After that, your he, ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was like, who's the first player to bust your ass? And that is all he adds to the show. Quentin, yeah. Quentin Richardson's doing the whole interview. And, and Quentin Richardson, he doesn't let people talk. Like, <laughs> they'll start to tell a story and then Quentin Richardson's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one bubble. It's like, yo, that, 
them tell the story. That's why. Um, they, they had, had a good interview guess, with Shaq. Though. They had an interview with Shaq that was pretty dope, and I liked it because Shaq kind of like he kind of twi- he kind of flipped it from what they were talking. Like, what was the best uh, or what was the time you got your ass busted or what was the first thing you bought? What was the best like the first thing you bought off your biggest check or whatever? And Shaq was like, "Well, what I bought was stupid. Like, I spent money on stupid stuff." So like Shaq kind of brought a different, more mature perspective to it. Like if they could, if they like ask players those lines of questions, I think it would be more insightful and interesting and less stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. But they they but get yeah, really I'm... good guests though because they're they're kind of older players, so they get a, a wider range of of guests. Yeah. I feel like that I like. Like I thought it was cool that him and and Paul Pierce got to do one too because they used to have beef back in the day. Like real beef back in the day, so I thought it was cool that Paul Pierce was on this show. That's that was cool. actually, that was actually a cool episode to see. Yeah, that's some good stuff well, out there. Twelve fifteen, folks. Mm-hmm. That wraps up a good one. All right, zippity doo dah. Yo, everybody, shout out, shout out to Corey Maggetti today. Put up the Corey Maggetti. Yo, speaking of speaking of McDonald's, yeah, you still get them Travis Scott shits, and I'm just still on back order. Like I, I, that's how y'all said they that. Um, I guess they said like, oh, it takes like twelve weeks to send that shit out. So well, like, weeks I said, weeks. Oh, weeks huh? for what? Oh no, 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 for the Travis Scott short. Oh. So it's they're see. like, oh, it's 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 at least twelve weeks because he's like, you just you the order. Santa hat off of your damn TV, bro. Little <laughs> soft mother, soft serve ice cream. I'm talking about. Oh, oh my god. Oh, you see, you it's see the so situation. cute in there. Look at that thing. Come on now. This man really decorated. Come on, we got little prezzies and stuff. Can't see him. Right Is that uh, Lucy on top yo, of the, the tree? Crazy thing, he ain't doing yeah. a damn thing when I was his roommate yo, to, to, to put anything up, yo. <laughs> he ain't do a damn thing. I lived with we this man no for five years. Spirit. He ain't put one decoration up. Yes, I did. <laughs> a beer, a beer bottle don't count as a decoration. <laughs> well, it fit the, it, it fit that 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 specific time period, oh, yeah, bro. It fit the aesthetic that we was yeah, going for. The we was going the yo, you know what I'm saying? It's turning a goddamn Martha Stewart, yo. He ain't do a damn thing when I was there, yo. <laughs> Turn into a goddamn Martha Stewart, okay? That shit is funny, bro. You really see what what the lady brings out of you, bro. That's nice, huh? Yeah, I know you was. Yeah, I know there was an interior designer waiting to come out on the side of you, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know, COVID. You know, I can't. I, I can't lie. Though, Marissa's different. done all the decorating. <laughs> Marissa's done all the decorating over here. Though I can't lie, I haven't done anything. Oh, yeah. Yo, you know what? I, I can't lie. Either. Either. I didn't do oh, shit. That, that looks nice, babe. <laughs> like that looks great. We got babe. trees. We got Christmas. We got Christmas presents under the tree right now. Nice. We got some birthday presents for me tomorrow. I know, yo. Oh, the, the B days tomorrow. Yeah. Three days tomorrow. 27, 28. 2027. 20, Damn, you getting old. Yo, all y'all I'm some old, old ass. I'm getting old, man. All y'all some old asses, bro. What are you talking about? I'm still 25, bro. I feel it in my bones, right, bro. bro. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> you know, D about to turn 28. Yeah, you about to wake up. You about to wake up a little bit slower tomorrow. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. You about to feel a, a, a little as more creaky as it is. So, you know, cricking your neck. No extra cracks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Got to stretch a little bit more. You know, got to cool down tongue, a little bit. I'm gonna come out the mouth a little bit slower this time. You know. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, 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 nah, bro, hey. I, I keep practicing that. That's up top. That's up top. Whoop, whoop did the back the stallion. Ah. <laughs> Yo, Rashawn, don't ever make that noise again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yo, man, we're trying over here trying to do the body challenge, bro. We gotta get him out of here. Oh, the body Whoa. challenge, huh? Yo. You. Yo. So we missed the. They they had to postpone the versus thing, huh? Yeah, she caught COVID. All she has COVID. Damn, she bro. She about to get that. She got the Brian treatment. False Keisha false who? Keisha, yeah, <laughs> right. False positive. On a serious yeah. note, who do you think would have won that though? Last thing before we get out of here. Mm, I'm not the biggest Ashanti or Keisha Cole fan, so <laughs> I can only think of one song between the two of them. To be honest with you, oh, actually, I know more. I know more Ashanti than I do Keisha Cole. I feel like I know more. She's gonna pull out love, and Ashanti can't sing. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to keep some. Maybe she got that no. song with Diddy that last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I'm thinking. That's hard, bro. You just play that 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, is this the same song? Just chopped and screwed. <laughs> she has sent from heaven too. Mm. You should, but we'll have to see. I'm sure they'll do it at some point. Just uh, postpone a little bit. <laughs> she also sent out an Instagram thing like, yeah, sorry for the inconvenience, but I got COVID. <laughs> yeah, she's doing like a regular note too. Mm-hmm. Like she just she she went on her notes tabs on her iPhone and just screenshotted it and posted it. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free, ain't nobody care. The worst thing to do is forget about where you came from. How the fuck I end up?